The New Orleans Saints had what might have been their best offensive performance of the last season and a half against the Indianapolis Colts, but have they actually turned a corner moving forward? We got all that and a little bit of land yet for you on today's episode of Locked on Saints. You are Locked on Saints, your daily New Orleans Saints podcast, part of the Locked on Podcast Network, your team every day. What is good, Houdat Nation and Houdat family? Welcome in to another episode of Locked on Saints, your daily podcast covering your favorite team, the New Orleans Saints, part of Locked on Podcast Network, your team every day. Thank you, as always, making Locked on Saints your first listen of the day every day. Big shout out to all you everydayers out there. Don't forget, you can subscribe and follow for free on YouTube or wherever you get your podcasts so you never miss the latest episodes. And if you want to keep the conversation going, take part in our exclusive film studies, Q&As, early access, and much more, you can become a Locked on Saints insider by heading over to joinsubtext.com slash Locked on Saints today to join a community I would love for you to be a part of. As always, I am your host, Ross Jackson, at Ross Jackson Nola, on your favorite social media, your New Orleans Saints expert, credential member of the media, Saints News Network, Tuesdays in the Locked on NFL podcast, and here with you every single Monday through Friday, and then some on Locked on Saints. In today's episode of Locked on Saints, as well as all of our crossover Thursday editions of the show, are brought to you by our friends over at Prize Picks, the easiest and most exciting way to play daily fantasy sports. Go to prizepicks.com slash locked on NFL. Use promo code in all lowercase locked on NFL as well to get a first deposit match up to $100. This episode is not a crossover Thursday episode, but you can find the crossover Thursday episode earlier today, wherever you're listening or watching this show. But now we are live here on the Locked on Saints podcast to take a look uh, as a part of our two-a-days at the New Orleans Saints injury report, how it's been updated, which change, what the starting offensive line will look like will be a part of our uh, conversation, the return of uh, Lynn Bowden, as well as Michael Thomas to full on the practice report. But first, has the New Orleans Saints offense actually turned a corner? As we've been kind of building out over the course of the past couple of weeks is that what we've seen from this New Orleans Saints team over the course of the last year and a half is an ability to win a game, lose a couple of games, win a game, lose a couple of games. And so kind of the roller coaster of things that go on uh, so far with this team. And those are things that you would like to see this team get cleaned up. So as a part of that, what you're wondering is what we saw against the Indianapolis Colts is it the same as what we saw against the New England Patriots? And if not, what's different? And why should anyone feel confident that this team has reached a level of consistency to move forward and, and find some sustained success? I'll tell you that right now, I feel better about this New Orleans Saints team right now after its win against the Indianapolis Colts than I did in its 34-0 shutout win of the New England Patriots earlier on this season. Two reasons why. First of which being that the Saints actually had to manage some adversity in this game against the Indianapolis Colts. While the Saints were out there scoring points and doing those things that you wanted to see this New Orleans Saints team do, the Indianapolis Colts didn't really go away at any point. They hung around, they you know got a couple of big touchdowns, a couple of big plays, things like that. And so the Saints had no choice but to respond, especially on offense, right? To where they had to keep the distance that maybe the defense was kind of giving a little bit of ground to. Now, does that mean that we should be concerned about the defense? Probably not, right? The defense has been the most consistent part of this team probably since like 2017, I think is pretty safe to say. And so with that, I think that if you could put those two things together, then this New Orleans Saints team 
really doesn't have an excuse but to lose maybe one or two more games for the rest of the season. But in order to even get to that level of expectation, we have to see consistency from this New Orleans Saints offense. Not just what can you do in one game, but what can you do game after game after game after game. That's the next thing that this New Orleans Saints team has to prove. And so while there were a lot of good vibes around Pete Carmichael and the New Orleans Saints offense during our time with him today at the New Orleans Saints facility, I did ask him about this. I asked Pete Carmichael, what is different about this Indianapolis Colts win? And what is it that gives you some confidence that this team and this offense is ready for sustained success? Here's what he had to say. I think, I think again, it's one game. Um, and again, we got to we got to find a way offensively to put more than just one game together. It can't be up and down like you're saying. I think that there's always been a lot of confidence with this group. I think uh, we feel good about the personnel, and I think uh, we feel good about the game plan that we're putting together. We have a great relationship with the players, and I think that, uh, uh, you know, just the, the, the talk of, hey, guys, it's time to – you can't just have one game and then come – we got we got to find a way to start stringing some of these together. So personnel, game plan – relationship with the players, and honest conversation. Those are the things that Pete Carmichael kind of highlighted. And I mentioned that there were two reasons why I felt really good about what the New Orleans Saints did, or felt better about what the New Orleans Saints did in their win against the Indianapolis Colts than I did about their win, the shutout win against the, Indian, against the New England Patriots. The second thing is kind of in line with what Pete was just talking about. It's not just necessarily the personnel, it's not ne just necessarily the, the relationship with the players, things like that. But I thought that what I saw in this game, in terms of their use, usage of playmakers and putting their playmakers in the best position to make plays, to be successful, is enough for you to say, okay, there's something sustainable here. I spoke about earlier on in the week against the, you know, you think about the last two big wins that the New Orleans Saints have had, like big, big wins, right? They had that Seattle Seahawks game that was a little bit of a firefight that they came out on top of, individual Herculean effort by Taysom Hill allowed that to happen. The shutout against the Las Vegas Raiders last year, individual Herculean effort by Alvin Kamara. This game, not only did they manage the adversity as we highlighted there, but multiple players scored multiple touchdowns, the Saints converted in the red zone, and they converted in their red zone how? By going to the players that are most efficient and effective for this team in the red zone. Taysom Hill, and Alvin Kamara. If you didn't catch the episode earlier this week, the Saints ran 11 plays in the red zone. 10 of those plays, in some shape, form, or fashion, went to either Taysom Hill or Alvin Kamara. That's what the New Orleans Saints did. So while Pete's talking about game plan, personnel, all of those things, I think that both of those things are reflected in what the New Orleans Saints showed you on the offensive side against the Indianapolis Colts. The next question that I asked Pete was, at the end of the season last year, they went on this sort of three-game win streak, winning three of the last four games. How important is it, instead of having that three-game win streak at the end of the season, to have that three-game win streak now? Yeah, I think it's I think it's it's time. I think it's been too long. You know that we uh, we haven't been able to cons be consistent enough. Uh, you know, game after game after game. But I think that uh, obviously we've got a big challenge this week with the defense that we're seeing. But again, it's it's important for us to. You know, just not let it be an up and down roller coaster. They don't want to be on the roller coaster. This is a part of that honest conversation part. I like the fact that the New Orleans Saints are going into this game and looking at the Chicago Bears and saying, that's a really good team that we got to beat this weekend. It's so easy to look at a team that's two and whatever, you know, it's got two wins on the season right now, and to go easy, steamroll, it'll all be good. 
No, that's not the way that the New Orleans Saints are going about it. And the other thing that it doesn't seem like they're doing is that they're not going in and saying, okay, won the game against the Indianapolis Colts. Everything's quieted down. Here's to complacency. Cheers. Instead, they're going into this game and saying, okay, we got one, but got to get the next one. And so this is the one or no attitude. And I do appreciate that, understand that, and highlight that as a positive around what this New Orleans Saints team looks to be doing in its preparation for the Chicago Bears. So coming up next, what we're going to be taking a look at here is, oh, so, so actually, before I say that, when it comes to the idea of whether or not the New Orleans Saints have turned the corner, we don't have that answer yet, but we're about to get it. If the New Orleans Saints get the win that they should get against the Chicago Bears this weekend, it is a better piece of production that we have seen from this New Orleans Saints team in a year and a half. Doesn't matter that it's the Bears. Doesn't matter that it was the Colts. What matters is that this is the Saints. And if the Saints get that second win, then you can be a little bit more confident that they have indeed turned that corner. But the Saints still have to prove that to you. Coming up next, let's take a look at the New Orleans Saints injury report. Why it's important that both guys, uh, Michael Thomas and Lynn Bowden, were back at full in practice and what the New Orleans Saints offensive line might look like with James Hurst trending to be back. We got that coming up for you as we continue on with today's episode of Locked on Saints, part of Locked on Podcast Network, your team every day. And today's episode of Locked on Saints is brought to you by our friends at DoorDash. Y'all know I'm pretty much a daily user of DoorDash, maybe three times a week. Yeah, I order food a lot, but it's because I'm so busy trying to stay on top of my game, y'all. And so as a part of that, sometimes I don't have the time to get in the kitchen and cook. And even when I do, sometimes I don't have the time to go to the grocery store. DoorDash helps me out with both of them things. If I want to get something from the grocery store delivered, DoorDash. I want to get something delivered that's already cooked and ready to go, DoorDash, especially from all the local eateries. Uh, A local favorite of mine being, of course, we've talked about Weed Ads before, Trilly Cheese Steaks. There's a bunch of great, fantastic restaurants here in New Orleans. So if you already live here or if you're visiting, you're staying at a hotel, don't have the opportunity to cook, but don't want to leave the hotel room for a night, DoorDash, and you can find all these great local eateries. And I'm going to help you out. I'm going to get help you get 50% off up to a $10 value when you spend $15 or more on your first DoorDash purchase when you download the DoorDash app and enter the code LOCKED23, L-O-C-K-E-D, number two, number three, subject to change, terms apply. That's 50% off up to a $10 value when you spend $15 or more on your first order by downloading the DoorDash app and entering the promo code LOCKED23, subject to change, terms apply. Today's episode also brought to you by our friends over at Prize Picks. Prize Picks is the easiest and most fun way to play daily fantasy sports. And it's super, super simple. You can have your entry in in like no time at all. Because all you got to do is go and find the game. Let's say you're betting on the, let's say you're taking a look at the uh, the Saints and the and the Bears game, right? You go and you find two to six players. Prize Picks is going to give you a projection of what those players are going to do stats-wise. You pick more or less. You get all of those right, you can win up to 25 times your entry back. It's that easy. No mystery lineups, no trying to win a small slice of this mystery pie or anything like that. It's you versus the house. So go and check them out today. Prize Picks is absolutely the place that you should be headed to play daily fantasy sports. Go to prizepicks.com, just locked on NFL into the promo code in all lowercase locked on NFL for a first deposit match up to $100. Once again, that is a first deposit match up to $100 for new customers over at prizepicks.com slash locked on NFL, promo code in all lowercase locked on NFL. Let's get it, Houdat Nation, wrap it up today's episode of Locked on Saints with a quick look at the New Orleans Saints injury report. Uh, before we actually like look at the full injury report, I think the thing that I want to highlight here is that Michael Thomas was back to full at practice. We did not see him during the open 
media viewing portion on Wednesday. He was out there from the get-go on Thursday, looks good and ready to go. Uh, he was dealing with illness. I mean, and that's something that all of these Saints players have kind of been dealing with over the course of the past couple of weeks. And in fact, not only did we see that impact Michael Thomas as a limited participant in Wednesday's practice, but we also saw it in Lynn Bowden, who did not participate in practice with that illness, but he was also back to full on today's uh, practice report. So good to see both of them back. It's obvious why Michael Thomas is so important. He has been the New Orleans Saints' most consistent receiver. You love seeing him out on the field. He draws a lot of attention. Even when he's not the guy being targeted, he impacts the game. He's, he's that good. Like, that's who he is. He's that good. Um, as for Lynn Bowden, Lynn Bowden has played a huge role as a blocker for this team. They love him as a run blocker, and rightfully so, because he has been outstanding in that area, not just on the field on offense as a run blocker, but also in the return game as well. So really, really good stuff there to see both of them back to full. We also saw Andrus Pete back up to full. Uh, uh, Taysom Hill, James Hurst, as well as Demario Davis all remained limited. Demario Davis did seem a lot more, um, uh, uh, a lot more active in today's practice, a lot more involved in today's practice early on in the in the media viewing window and all that stuff. So so good news there. Malcolm Roach did miss practice today, uh, but he, he's dealing with the same illness, I assume, that everybody's been dealing with. So hopefully he'll be back out there uh, tomorrow. And then Ty Summers remained um, not present at today's practice with dealing with concussion as well as uh, hamstring. So I don't imagine that Ty Summers would be available this weekend. Do keep an eye out, though, because what that could mean is that Corey Littleton, who the Saints just signed to their practice squad to replace Jalen Smith on their practice squad, who was signed away to the active roster of the Las Vegas Raiders, which Stinks from a Saints perspective. It's awesome from a Jalen Smith perspective because he deserves the opportunity to go out there and play. And he's going to get that opportunity to go and do that for at least three weeks, right? That's a stipulation. If you're a team who signs a player off of a practice squad to your active, you have, first of all, you have to sign them to your active roster. And if you do that, then they have to remain on your active roster for at least three games. And so I love that that's, that that works out for Jalen Smith. Can't wait to see what he's able to do out there. The Saints bring Corey Littleton in. I spoke with Corey Littleton to give you a little bit of backstory on how all that went down. Uh, Corey Littleton was with the Houston Texans. You might remember that name if you're an everydayer because I talked about how Littleton would be a good fit for this New Orleans Saints defense. Now here he is on the practice squad. Um, he's a guy that was with the Houston Texans, uh, was waived a couple days before Halloween, was getting ready to go out and trick-or-treating with his kids on Halloween. Uh, decided not going to do that in Houston because we ain't going to be here anymore. So then he packed up and then they went back to San Diego. They went to this event at his high school, did some trick-or-treating there, which was super cool. And then he went back to Vegas for a little while. And then when he got off the plane to Vegas, he had a bunch of messages from his agent about the New Orleans Saints inquiring upon him. And he knew Dennis Allen. He knew that the the staple here in New Orleans was defense and has been for a long time. Uh, loved Jameis and really, really you know loved, of course, Demario Davis and got the opportunity to come here and be in the locker room with those guys. Also rejoins the locker room with Lynn Bowden, Jonathan Abram, uh, Foster Moreau, Derek Carr, like several former Raiders that he has had had a relationship with. So it's a nice, comfortable place for him uh, to land. So it was really cool to just kind of hear a little bit about what it is that kind of brought him here and why he chose to come here and all those other things. Uh, but I will tell you the one thing that he's looking forward to more than anything else is a Jameis speech. He told me he's looking forward to a Jameis speech. Jameis and his leadership in the locker room gets a lot of love around the league. Corey Littleton, uh, a really good, um, a really good example of that coming from outside in and, and telling me a little bit about what that reputation is. So really cool stuff. 
Um, and I know people are going to be really upset about the idea that Jalen Smith isn't on the team anymore. Jalen Smith was a really, really good player having your practice squad. He has not seen the field and he was only ever going to see the field if Demario Davis and if Pete Werner ended up with an injury. If that happens, Corey Littleton's still a very good coverage linebacker. And so I think that they're still in a good place. I really like Jalen Smith. I wanted Jalen Smith to be on this roster. I thought that he was really good for them, but him getting an opportunity to go and play somewhere is awesome. And that's that to me is paramount to anything else. So I'm I'm very happy for Jalen. I like the addition of Corey Littleton. Makes a lot of sense. Um, all right, let's take a look now at the um at the Saints offensive line as, as we wrap up here, because I want people to get to the Pelicans game. Uh the New Orleans Saints have welcomed now back James Hurst to practice, right? He was back. He's been limited in these last two weeks. And so what happens if he's back this weekend, right? If he's good to go. Now, here's what I will say. If I'm putting my money on anything, I think you're going to see the same offensive line this week that you saw last week. Now, I could be wrong. I'll probably know a little bit more here sooner, right? We'll be able to update that in the live show tomorrow night. Uh, but I do think that that's what I'm expecting at this point until I hear something otherwise. And, and I usually find that out on Friday. So we'll see. Um, Andrews Pete played at left tackle last week, played well there. Max Garcia at left guard, Eric McCoy, Cesar Ruiz, center right guard, and then Ryan Ramchick was back at right tackle. I would not be surprised if the Saints decided to go back with that exact same formation or with that exact same unit uh, as an offensive line combination of the offensive line because it worked, right? Ain't broke, don't fix it kind of situation. But if James Hurst is healthy, there could be an argument there to starting him at left guard or starting him at left tackle. We'll kind of have to see what happens. So it's going to be an interesting thing to watch. You have better pass rushers on that Chicago Bears defensive line with Yannick Ngakwe and then now the addition of Montez Sweat. And don't get it twisted. Montez Sweat is playing this weekend. Like I've seen some people say, well, you know, Montez probably ain't playing. No, he's he's playing this weekend. Now he might have a limited role, but that limited role will be third down, go out and get Derek Carr. And that's where the Saints have given up the vast majority of their sacks this season is on third down. So don't say, don't be worried about Montez Sweat playing or not playing. He gonna play and he gonna play when he can make a when he can make an impact. So you have to have your offensive line ready. The good news is that he'll line up over the right tackle. Ryan Ramchick just played his best game of the season last week against the Indianapolis Colts. You're looking for him and Montez Sweat to not Montez Sweat to see each other more times than not this weekend. So we'll see exactly which way the uh the Saints are 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 leading uh with all this. And so we'll see how all of that goes with the offensive line. I, I think that the Saints are in, a, are in a good place as they go up against the Chicago Bears this weekend. Uh, next up is going to be our Friday morning show, which is the game plan. Going to be breaking down schematically what it is that, they, that the uh, Chicago Bears like to do and how the New Orleans Saints can counteract that. But don't get it twisted. A lot of this game is all about how the New Orleans Saints need to play up to their standard play their level of football, play their game plan, and be able to move from there. So that's going to be a big piece of it, but we'll be able to break it down and then give you some good stuff to watch for this weekend. Uh, I appreciate y'all. As always, make a Lockdown Saints your first listen of the day every day. Big shout out to Jerry, Young City, to Reginald, to Victor, Ricky, Samuel, uh, and everybody else for being here. Gundam, Randy, I appreciate y'all very much being here in the chat. Harry, I see you as well. I thank you very, very much for joining us live or joining us later. I appreciate y'all very, very much uh, for making Locked on Saints a part of your day, part of your routine for Say Yes to Me and the show. As always, if you see me, please say hi. And if you need anything else around your New Orleans Saints in between these episodes, 
Make sure you follow me on your favorite social media at Ross Jackson, N-O-L-A. Hit me up. Let me know how the family's doing. Let me know how you're living. Let me know how you're moming them. And trust you, that nation, I'll holla at you.